Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Hello everyone and welcome to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the hitman, along with me as always. Every now and again, probably once every couple of months, he sits down and talks about Robot Wars into a microphone. It's Robbie Armlessly. That's me! It has actually been a couple of months, hasn't it? It really has, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A month and a half, I think, since the last episode. (laughs) I, I think, I genuinely do feel like I had some sort of... Robot Wars hangover after the last series. I mean, that was a big time season, wasn't it? Everything happened in season 10 that could possibly happen. It and was then overwhelming. Christmas happened and then New Year happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then, and then the rest of the year happened. And then now we're here. <laughs> and now we're back. Yeah, it's been a while. Luckily, we have two episodes to talk about. We have two international specials, yeah. or World Series, as they're called on BBC iPlayer. World Series. The Robot Wars World Series. Do two episodes count as a series? Yes. Good. <laughs> Glad we, we, we cleared that up. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. I don't know. That. Collection. Collection, maybe. Yeah. Compendium. Compendium. That's a nice one. <laughs> okay. I mean, what do we do? Do we jump straight in? Do we have to chat? Yada yada. Uh, would we chat about? I don't know. I haven't like. So this is our Christmas slash New Year special episodes we got this time around. Last year we had what the celebrity specials. That's right. Where it was all pre-made stock robots that they used. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that'll be relevant to these episodes actually. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So we'll start with the first international special. International Special Welsh Series. International Special. <laughs> Thanks, Sean Connery, for providing commentary <laughs> for us there. We'll start with our first of the two specials, which is the usual... I say the usual like it's happened before. The which, usual first ever. <laughs> the usual first ever. UK versus the rest of the world. Could Literally. Could not come up with a better name? The rest of the world. Could they not just be called Team International? I mean, what they really should say is specific locations from the rest of the world. Because if it was against the rest of the world, we'd need at least a representative from every single country. You're right, that w- would actually be the rest of the world. Yeah. And in fact, in this episode, they're all from Europe. So it's UK versus the rest of Europe. That'd been catchier. Yeah. I'll give them that. UK versus yeah. Europe. It could be the Brexit special. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would not the- like to be on Twitter when that goes down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll start with our two teams. Okay. Team UK consists of... From Conway, Apollo, Flipper, Apollo, From Grove, Gabriel 2, Thwack, Blast, Gabriel 2, From Hazelmere, Sabretooth, Drum Spinner, Sabretooth, From Oxford, Terahertz, so basically we thought we'd try and translate all of the names into german we thought and by we i mean me and i told you about that about 20 seconds before we started recording turns out that a lot of the uk team actually use uh don't think they're using german words if that's what you're about to say they're not using 
<laughs> regular words, so they don't translate well. No, strangely enough, they don't. Yeah. Let's see how the rest of the world do. From Belgium, Cobra, Crusher. Cobra. From Portugal, Rabbit M8, Swagbot. Tollwütiger M8. From the Netherlands, Tomahawk, Axbot. Tomahawk. From the Republic of Ireland, Peter Redmond, Dieter, Spinner. Dieter. So that's all the names in German and basically in English and any other language. Yeah, strange that, isn't it? Yeah, a little strange. Strange. Gabriel too doesn't translate well i think well, rabid mate might have been the only one that had an interesting translation i call it rabid mate as well rabid mate rabid, I'm rabid it's supposed mate. to be rabid m8 it's rabid m8 nah it's rabid mate rabid mate this is rabid mate <laughs> brief summary we got apollo as the team captain this time you've earned the right to head up this team but it's a different proposition isn't it this is going to be interesting we've got a good variety of robots here and yeah. Not just robots, roboteers as well. It's a, a weird mixed bag of people. We bring in the expertise of winning the first series of Robot Wars and the most powerful flipper in the UK. Same as season 10 now with the UK flag painted on both sides. That's the only difference. I mean, it's a running motif for the whole team, isn't it? Spray painting the Union Jack on. It's nice. It's good that they put the extra effort in. Makes the episode feel a bit more special. Yeah, they've all got a bit of a shiny paint job. Yeah. We've also got Gabriel 2. Well, this one doesn't have the Union Jack. It just has the words Gabriel 2 stamped all over (laughs) it. Yeah, that's true. Although Craig is wearing an autographed helmet. (laughs) Did you notice that? No. He's like... It's in the little, um, in the little video thing. He's like, um, he's wearing like a, what looks like a, almost like a World War One helmet. It's like a metal helmet, except it's been silver pen autographed by all the teams by the looks of things. <laughs> Hopefully it's by the teams. I mean, unless he just scribbled ramblings of a madman all over it. <laughs> and he puts notes on it. <laughs> we have Sabretooth with the flag painted on it and then Terahertz. Who have also have paint. the flag spray painted on them. <laughs> well, that was the Team UK. They're exactly the same as the versions of them in Season 10, so there's no point in going into crazy detail nope. on each of them. However, the rest of the world, mm-hmm. most of these we haven't seen this season at least, so... If we had no other reason to do this international competition, we'd have this, the return of Geator. Look at this, legendary robot. One of the names in Robot Wars. Deator's a firm fan favourite, first fighting at the end of the last century. But his reputation wasn't solely based on his ability to win, but more of that later. Peter Redmond, it is a pleasure to have you back. It's a pleasure to be here. In your role as international captain as well. Absolutely, yeah. I'm leading the team here. We're going to take over. I think we're just going to... Yeah, absolutely. How does it work in this, uh, this, this international ragbag of countries? Uh, yeah, well, it's interesting. We've, we've been working together. We have a different robots that will do different things team captain only the returning deator captain of the rest of the world captain of the rest of the not world not a bad title deator we've not actually spoken about deator before we've only spoken about their previous bot previous previous bot i guess you could say 
nemesis since we're only on season two of the classic season so far but they become deator eventually they're there for most of robot wars history known for the polka dot fur that's Mm gonna set on fire yeah it actually has a full name deator son of nemesis oh that's nice yeah yeah deator means annihilator in irish this time taking the form of a vertical spinner it's actually quite similar to another robot we've seen one uh, kadena machina from last year's oh yeah special actually yeah, it yeah. is kadena machine it's uh i'm starting to see the similarities a bit much now oh well it did so straight out is because it is the same machine it's kadena machine so what happened here what's the stock it was a stock bot yeah, yeah there was no they provided was... the stock bot or the stock bot was just thrown together or they provided the stock bot for team deator because mm-hmm. there was no modern deator okay to use so wow. they've been given kadena machine from last year's celebrity specials how well will it do against modern custom built bots a well. stock bot that's the real question what they have done though other than putting the fur and face on it to make it actually look like deator yep um they did put some side armor around the wheels and stuff like that so it was at least personalized a little bit that's a good idea so now for the bots that aren't stock bots at least mm-hmm. cobra from belgium the crusher yeah they competed in season nine they seem to do a lot better as a push bot with a wedge on the front rather than the crusher though yeah because this actually does quite well this episode i'd say yeah speed has been reduced to 12 miles per hour for greater control has interchangeable weapons now so it has a wedge as well as a crusher yeah more of a push bot than a crusher like i said but a genuine competitive pusher yeah it actually seems like a real solid bot it's a shame we didn't see this one in season 10 because it seems like their their modifications have made it a pretty sturdy control-based machine which is what you want it does have the belgian flag painted on it or at least the colors of it that's good they made the effort rabid mate <laughs> rabid m8 what's the m8 mean nah it's gotta be rabid mate no rabid mate thwack it is a thwacker it technically has no active weapon which would make it um not following the robot wars build rules so it shouldn't even be allowed in the first place no active weapon the weapon has to be operatable independent of the robot okay so gabriel's axe can swing independently of it rabid m8's thwacker can't so it is completely dependent on driving forward then suddenly breaking and letting the thwack come flying over yeah or spinning or stuff like that it's not actually an active Mm. weapon but oh well um, it's been named after the team's featherweight bot the team's called team rec i didn't bother looking up what that meant really exciting crew yeah i'm good with that <laughs> don't quote me on that. really exciting crew they're representing portugal and this is a stock bot as well this is d from christmas 2016s oh so this has also been a loaned bot god damn <laughs> yep so two robots so far in this episode aren't actually built by the teams they're representing they are but they've been loaned the rabid mate team are taking it really seriously. They look like they're taking it quite yeah. seriously, don't they? To directly quote them from the show, to beat the robot, you must first beat the mind behind the machine. I s- heard them say that and I was just like, I oh, What does that mean? Are they going to psychologically like, are they going to get into the head of the other competitors? Yeah. What were they doing backstage? Do you reckon they were like just staring at them from across the room and stuff? Or they'd like to stand next to them whilst they were yeah. doing their like works on their and machines. just breathe heavily. Mm. Really like out there stuff. That is like psychological warfare. When no one was looking, they'd run up to another robot, uh, another team's robot, and just like spray paint "rabid mate" on it. <laughs> rabid mate rules on it. <laughs> Apollo drools. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and then go running off laughing. I guess they're just rabid, mate. 
they terrible are. choice for a name. The <laughs> M8 part, just not, no. Not for like, I mean, like, probably better in like other languages maybe, but in the UK, there's only one thing M8 can mean. Mate. 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 <laughs> you can't call it M8, like, you can't call it like M6, because it's just the M6. Like, yeah, it yeah. <laughs> the 8 must be a reference to something, but. Uh, rabid Mark 8, like it's supposed to be yeah, version maybe, 8, maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe. although, would it, it's not, is it? <laughs> no, so it's not even their robot. Actually, no. it's just um, exactly. It's just another robot from before we saw blues miserably. Weird. Tim Hook. Tim Hook. Tim Hook. Tim Hook is an axe butter from the Netherlands. Seen in season nine, it didn't do very well there. This version is actually using a X terahertz axe. Yeah, they talk about that a lot later in the episode. Because yeah. I first looked and I thought, oh, that's convenient. It looks like a tomahawk axe. So it turns out that it's just terahertz axe. And by sheer convenience, I suppose, it kind of looks like a tomahawk, tomahawk axe. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of... Maybe they named the bot after the axe? Mm. No, maybe. I, think so. I think it's quite an old bot. I think it's yeah. been gone between different owners and everything. Sturdy little axe bot. There's very little to say about it otherwise. Well, in like the promotional shots of it, you mm-hmm. see, it has these like strings of leaves on the end i think that's supposed to be to fit into the like native american motif i think and, I and maybe entanglement, entanglement but more likely just decorative because i mean we're talking about feathers tied to the side of the bot here aren't we <laughs> so it's like painted leaves or something yeah, it's not particularly yeah. um it's, it's not going to do much good but the no. bot looks good the problem is it's it's a great axe box going into axe bot going into a competition with like perfect axe bots yeah <laughs> isn't it? it's uh so it's stepping up into a into a next <clears throat> league here i mean team uk consists of former robot wars champions former two-time live circuit champions gabriel two who survived carbide and put uh-huh. them up for the money yeah and, you know, when, when Sabretooth's the one that's achieved the least, and that's a pretty damn powerful mm-hmm. drum spinner, like Team UK, they're up there, and then Team Europe, rest of the world, whatever, consists of two bots that have been loaned yep. from Robo Challenge, just yeah. like generic, decent built, but generic bots that have been loaned to the team, and then two other robots that we haven't seen much of. Mm. Yeah. It's a bit unfair. I mean, before we start going into the episode, is I mean, is there anything we need to talk about regarding the fact that these aren't BattleBots bots? And so we're there not... was an attempt, couldn't get past the contract. Right, exactly. The, the yeah, idea yeah. behind it would is that there would have been BattleBots bots, and it would have been yeah. more UK versus US. I mean, it would have made more sense from a competitive standpoint because yeah. obviously, if you're, you know, if you're in America and you're you've got a decent bot, then chances are you're on BattleBots, aren't you? So. And they're all they're all tied to exclusivity deals. Yeah. So they literally cannot put their robots on Robot Wars for an amount of time. I don't know. I haven't got a copy of a BattleBots contract. So I don't know how long they can't be, appear in any other TV show for. We just won't see them for a while. So the, I guess like the producers of BattleBots or maybe the network or something own the likeness, names and everything else for all the bots. For a period of time, yeah, they'll have exclusivity to them. Damn. Yeah, it's just, well, Which is weird, because who are they in yeah. com- competition with? Like, oh, we're going to need exclusivity. Why? Because we're going to go on the other American robot fighting TV show. Yeah, that's a good you point. Know, yeah. like, <laughs> There's no other one's aired in the US yeah. anyway. It's exactly. a very good point. And I don't think they have to worry that much about robot wars across the pond, are they? You know, I don't know whether it even airs in America, but... If anything, you'd get you a bit more attention, you'd think, wouldn't yeah. it? But, uh, oh, well, yeah. if they couldn't come to a deal, there was attempts, as far as I'm aware, to try and get the BattleBots machines over, but there's also yeah. then the expense of bringing 
machines that are from overseas over, which is not a not a simple not an, thing. No, not an easy thing to do. These are 110 kilo weapons. weapons. <laughs> you don't just walk through customs with them, do you? Yeah, you don't just walk through customs no. with your custom-made axe and spinner and a bunch of spikes and expect to get through exactly. easy. And I think if you're trying to explain this to like the BBC and they're like, well, why don't you just use those stock bots you've got sitting in that warehouse? They you know, you can't yeah. argue, can you? you there like, you go. Yeah, yeah I you guess. You've got these spare robots. Use <laughs> yeah. them. It'll be good, right? It'll That's be just it. like season 10. <laughs> oh, <sighs> well. Well, then in that case, without further ado, the episode starts. Mm-hmm. Beyond the little intro, we for the first time since the Robot Wars revival... I prefer revival to reboot or remake. Yeah. That's kind of what it is, isn't it? Yeah. We actually see flashbacks from the old season to showcase Deator. Yeah, yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, suddenly yeah. we're seeing, we're acknowledging the previous. It's the very know. first time they've done yeah. it in these three seasons with two holiday specials. We've actually had a on-screen full-on acknowledgement of, of the it. previous iteration of Robot Wars. Why is that? Do you think? Do you think they want to distance themselves from previous Robot Wars? No, I guess it hasn't really been necessary before, has it? I mean, there have been a couple of moments where maybe it would have been cool, like when Razor was on in Season mm. 8, it would have been cool to see show people what Razor was about and that kind of thing. But a lot of the robots aren't returning robots, or the top-performing ones. Most of them yeah, aren't, yeah, or yeah. they end up speaking for themselves pretty damn quickly anyway. We haven't needed a flashback of, of Terahertz to know what Terahertz is about. That's true, that's true. It's been quite quickly... Uh, doing quite well and then apollo eruption carbide gabriel they're all well they all entered the scene post robot wars going off the air so there's yeah. no flashbacks to show for them anyway it's a good point and it takes up time i guess that, that makes sense but in this case it makes sense deator's back looks completely different because it's not even really deator and <laughs> it's just it's just another bot dressing up as deator basically yeah exactly <laughs> it's a dress up bot literally dressing up this is a holiday special this is kind of prime time to experiment yeah exactly you can experiment quite freely in these episodes without worrying about the effect it's going <laughs> it, to have it's almost non-canon yeah really, exactly and you yeah. can do a bit of what you want and see how it works exactly like for the first time since the revival again, did you notice something during the battles? Oh, music's back. Music's back yeah. in the background. Yeah, it is. It's quite subtly done, so you wouldn't actually notice unless you were looking for it. But there was loads of, like, you know, people on Twitter and Facebook who were like, oh, bring back the music, yeah? And now that it's happened, it's done so subtly that I can imagine that all these people went straight onto Twitter and was like, yeah, but it would have been better if the music was back. <laughs> you can actually direct them back to the i play it to listen to it it's all there and it's like a yeah. different song each time if you listen there's all mm. kinds of different and they're good beats go yeah, yeah it's good stuff and i like that it's subtle and not too loud because we've still got kind of what makes the revival a bit different which is you hear everything that's happening in that arena very yeah. clearly every bang every crash exactly whether it's mic'd up or whether they might be dubbing in some sound effects it all works really well it all sounds very natural yeah big time and we get a explanation of the tag team format yes so the format for the whole episode is you start with two tag team matches and then move on to a bunch of singles matches mm -hmm. to accumulate points you do uh, it looks like the captain's matches come at the end and they seem to be for more points than the others is what i gathered yeah it seems like the deciding factor really is the final match that's which what is they've for tried like to make five it. points or something yeah it seems to be yeah. five points on the line in the final match yeah oh yeah yeah whilst angela is explaining the rules mm -hmm. you see um captains peter and dave of deator and apollo respectively 
having a stare down. And they are both very clearly holding in laughter to the point where you see their lips going and it's, there was no point in doing the stare down. They might have been um, told to try and build up some tension, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, and they're just, they can't keep the face. And they can't do it. Not even slightly. That kind of ties in with the whole Robot Wars feel, I feel. So that kind of works. So tag team matches work exactly as you'd expect. The corners where the robots stay are just the corner patrol zones that exactly. the yeah. house robots stay in. You tag in by just sort of going there and the other yeah. one comes out. You seem to just motion towards your own CPZ and that uh, that does it really. Yeah, that the other acts comes as a out. tag. I mean, it's these are very loose rules. You don't have to touch the other bot for, a ta- to be, for it to be a tag, which no. I suppose makes sense if you have a spinner and you have to try and touch. If, your for spinner example, if Carmine had to tag a teammate in, <laughs> they, well, they, they'd be tagged in in pieces <laughs> exactly. and launch across the arena. It'd be horrible. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, they, they've tried to make it very wrestling format for a tag team, more or less. More or less, yeah. Too uh, loud at the same time and all that stuff. Although, as we will see, as these specials go on, the rules for the tag team matches are... Robots are everywhere, and the rules don't matter. Well, the judges don't even mention the rules at any point. No, they exactly. don't. They probably have only been told it's a tag team match. Yeah. Figure it. out what that means for yourselves. Oh, the first battle is Apollo and Gabriel 2 versus Cobra and Tim Wooker planned to... Uh, lead Apollo into a false sense of security. They're kind of like, you know, oh, maybe they'll go easy on us because, you know, a smaller bot and all this stuff. And they're completely misreading what Apollo do when they get into the arena. There's a reason Apollo <laughs> former champions and always a high-performing bot. And lead him into a false sense of security. I'm sorry, but then do what? Yeah. <laughs> Apollo's plan is always... Go right up to them and try and flip them yeah. repeatedly until winning. That's how it works. <laughs> That's what the robot does. Exactly. The bout starts with Cobra and Apollo. And Cobra, right on the aggression, really good control. They just keep riding up Apollo, so there's not much yeah. they really do the, about it's it. It's the, the ground clearance situation. Apollo has such a low ground clearance, practically dragging across the floor. So Cobra's just going as fast as it can, which is really fast, yeah. at Apollo, and then just ramping over them. And then that's kind of it. Wouldn't it be funny to one day see a robot do that and they go up it, ramp over it and just go out of the arena. And, then, and that's how they basically lose. just eject themselves from the arena. <laughs> <laughs> one day. One, one day. day. Yeah. Dial of Doom is hit during the kerfuffling. Yeah, the random anaminator's hit and the pit goes down. It does go down. Thank God it didn't go up. <laughs> That'd be good. Sometimes it can go up. Sometimes the reverse pit. And it just... <laughs> completely redundant. It just would go up like two feet and then just... That'd just be it. Be there. There'd be a wall there. And it'd basically. just be a nuisance. Yeah. <laughs> be a brick in the middle of the arena. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. Cobra is pretty powerful. It is pushing Apollo when it can get to the side of it. Mm-hmm pretty effectively yeah we get a big flip and we have a tag to tomahawk i believe and gabriel they both they it's a double tag essentially yeah tomahawk nearly goes straight into dead metal yeah tomahawk is flailing wildly about um i think they just accidentally hit the dial of doom as well and that's when fog of war appears and that's when gabriel's tagged during the fog yeah i was about war. to say i can't i couldn't pinpoint exactly when gabriel got tagged in at some point they just sort of rolled in my memory is gabriel gets tagged in and just swings about crazily yeah 
50-50 hitting Tomahawk or not, but Tomahawk's not really hitting Gabriel at all. I mean, they, so. they kind of have a bit of a sword fight, don't they? Yeah, it's they kind just of, keep you know, going and going. They get tangled up with each other and stuff, yeah. Um, there's another double tag, so we get Cobra and Apollo back in. Cobra, they're like flipped over and they should be invertible, but I think the wedge might not be, hmm. I don't know, hinged properly or something because it's kind of dragging along the floor, which is meaning two of the wheels aren't touching the hmm. floor, so it's you know, having a bit of control issues, whilst Apollo just goes for dead metal at that point. Yeah, all of a sudden, Dead Metal's basically the fifth person in the ring, and the floor flipper gets involved a bit, almost as the sixth person in the ring <laughs> at this point. And it just opens up, and Dead Metal yeah, kind of grinds kind inside of like it Kind of gets trapped inside it for a second. Everything gets a little bit tense. Dead Metal and Apollo just have a big fight. It gets very confusing. Somehow, Gabriel 2's now been tagged in. Mm. Everyone Make, brawls. It, it's a say. It's a hot tag. Gabriel 2 suddenly just comes flying in, makes the save, and all hell breaks loose. Dead Metal get flipped onto Cobra. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tomahawk and Gabriel 2 are just, like, rolling about in each other. Axes mm-hmm. getting tangled up. Um, Tomahawk then just drives into the pit for no reason just at all. Casually backs their way into it, and that's that. <laughs> done and Nothing done. Was happening. Apollo has a situation where ends up pushing Cobra and Dead Metal against the side of the arena. Pushing power much. <laughs> Tell me about it. It's, it's completely <laughs> dominates them. <laughs> the, the match ends, and the UK win. They get two points for a judge's decision. Why did that go to the judges? Yeah, there wasn't much to judge. And this is where the rules yeah. are a little confusing. Surely, if by the end of the bout, one of one of the team's robots is immobilised, yeah. that should just go to the other team if both of their robots are alive. Yeah, it makes sense, wouldn't it? Surely that's just the win. Surely they won because Tomahawk went in the pit. Yeah. You know, if Cobra was alive, fine. But What, were they going to argue that Tomahawk went in the pit, but they still won due to, what, aggression? You know, there's nothing, is there? Yeah, no. it's no. Surely if one goes, redundant. that's it. But they, I mean, they say judge's decision, but it is redundant, isn't it? It's yeah, like, really. They yeah. get two points. Even they it. treat it as redundant. It's two points to the UK team. Uh, backstage, Angela congratulating Tim Wick for, you know, being competitive in a very competitive match. That was a great match, all things considered. Yeah, exactly. It was nice to see Apollo remind everyone once again why they are a former champion, you know. What leads us into the second battle, where, well, we'll see how differently this goes, but this is Terahertz and Sabretooth versus the two loaned bots, the two stock bots of Deator mm. and Rabid M8. We get some tactical talk to start oh, with. We, we get that a lot in these. We, they do the team huddles, and I, I don't know, I've got the impression they might be a bit staged. They're clearly <laughs> staged. It's clearly like we just want to just say something, mm. just say some tactical stuff. Because most of the tactical stuff is, oh, so and so, you're a flipper, so I want you to go in there and flip them. And you're a spinner, mate, so you go in there, you hit him with your spinner, mm-hmm. and then what we're going to try and do is win. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that basically, they don't even need to, there's not much to say other than, could you go in there and win, please? You know? And I think the best bit of tactical talk, at some point, um, Deator, so team captain mm-hmm. of the rest of the world, yeah. you hear his tactical talk, and he's sort of like, okay, you've got a four wheel drive, they've only got a two, so you've got the pushing power here. And mm. I was like, oh, that's actually quite that's interesting. Good, that's good talk. Yeah. That's not just your weapon is this, so use it to hit the robot and do yeah. damage. It's not exactly. that. It was actually something a bit more interesting that felt relevant to the fight. I think it's in the next episode, um, uh, Fuzzy says to them something along the lines of, I want to see at least two tags or something. So everybody gets two runs. Or something. Uh, you know, there's tactics being discussed, actual ones. Cuts to the UK team and they're like, yeah, just flip them. Um, <laughs> and then you spin them and, um, you axe them and you ax them. Go team. <laughs> well, who wins in the end, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> Whose tactics are working? 
So Diator and Terahertz start this match. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know whether you've seen the, uh, the Walking Dead scene where, uh, there's like the baseball bat covered in barbed wire hits, uh, thingy over the head. Yeah. And, uh, it's pretty grim. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, this, uh, this reminded me of that a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. pretty much sums it up. One, one <laughs> smack. Eye comes off. <laughs> Diator's dead. Um, yeah. we later learn Diator's link fell out. So that's a straight yeah. out. That's a straight out. It's like, dead. It's gone. There's it's, no it's power. A, yeah. It's one punch knockout. So it's now Rabid M8 versus terahertz and Sabretooth. so rabid m8 i think it hits Sabretooth head on and rabid m8's dead as yeah well. Sabretooth just one punch rabid mate into the upside down and again safety link gone and i mean fog of war kicks off for random reasons <laughs> yeah, and, uh... for no reason it's just fog <laughs> yeah. of war like they thought oh god that was a terrible fight yeah. the fog of war see what happens maybe they'll yeah. be better when... maybe maybe once the fog clears the other bots will be running again nah <laughs> uk win Pop Deator on the flames. Yeah, do the little flame sequence, and that's it. 5-0. Deator lasted five seconds, and there are pieces of it everywhere already. I know. All of, like, the gimmicky stuff, like the eye, and... Was it paintbrush eyebrows or something? It looked all like, that's yeah. that's flown all brush, over the place. Some kind of yeah. brush as the eyebrows. Something flammable, which makes sense, I guess. But yeah. this is kind of what happens when you've got those stock bots. Yeah. Decently built, but in the celebrity special those stock bots were just facing the other stock bots so yeah. it's kind of fair now they're facing terahertz and Sabretooth. yeah genuine competitive super bots so yeah, yeah they get smashed absolutely smashed and backstage peter's really disappointed with the whole link situation well not much he can do no it's something they have to have yeah they're gonna turn around and be like Oh, well, we'll just get rid of this incredibly important safety device <laughs> just to give you a chance. We'll put everyone on set at risk so that you might win, mate. <laughs> Probably not happening. Bless. Yeah. I mean, he's got a point because every time the link comes out, you can tell that the robot is really disappointed because it's such One a bad way to, to go, go out. Yeah. 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 You've got a robot that functions. It's just the power has been cut off to it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's it. You're done then. But it is what it is. It means there's not many repairs to make. Pretty much every bit of damage on it superficial at the end of the day. It's just fur and eyes and eyebrows. <laughs> God, it's nothing that's <laughs> integral to the to exactly. the bot itself. How much time must they spend referring, like reskinning Deator? Do they have like a roll of carpet backstage that they've got ready or <laughs> yeah, I you know, know, right? Yeah. I mean I but wonder. You think all of their repair time they have to account for they have to cut and redecorate glue all of this back on. Yeah. Unless they already have like a perfectly like perfectly made what a suit suits for it and <laughs> they, they just, just sort dress of wrap him. it on <laughs> they just dress Deator in between matches then just like douse it in flammable liquid and send it out into there's the world there's obviously a lot of this they have a lot of this fur because every robot has a bit of it on them yeah i noticed that yeah it's kind the of UK a running theme and rest of the world teams yeah. both have it everyone on. gets a bit so speaking of angela and dara are irish so who are they rooting for <sighs> yeah well they have to be objective don't they they have to be, but that doesn't, mean, doesn't mean inside. That doesn't mean inside. Mm. I mean, well, let's I face mean, it. I mean, Angela kind of goes behind the rest of the world for a lot of this. Yeah, she does. And Dara kind of craps on most of the rest <laughs> of the world plots for most of it as well. So I suppose yeah. we get our... We get our answer. We get our JR yeah. and King. We get our face yeah. and heel dynamic I mean, there. <laughs> the thing is, Dara calls it like he sees it. Yeah. And Angela kind of wants, likes an underdog, as yeah. far as I can tell. So she wants to see someone kind of, you know, get there. But 
<laughs> yeah, you're right. One's good, one's bad, basically. That's <laughs> <laughs> depending on who. We're the bad. It's our show. Yeah, we're, we're the, the bad, bad guys. guys. <laughs> we get our one-on-one matches now. Every robot has one match. Yeah. You can't do every possible combination be here for weeks. Exactly. You can make a whole season out of it. Yeah. Sabretooth versus Cobra. Mm. Actually going to be an interesting yeah. one. Yeah. Cobra's a little nervous backstage. You know? I mean, Cobra's captain is a fishmonger at the end of the day. Yeah. They say fish salesman, but he's... It's fishmonger. Fishmonger. But it's, I mean, it's pretty dope. Pretty dope job, really. It's not bad. There's nothing, fish. To, do. There's nothing to do uh, yeah, with her. Yeah, they keep... I, and, and whenever they do that, I think, did they, like, look at how much they'd recorded and were like, yeah, we're going to need something to just fill up some time here. <laughs> what do you do? Fishmonger. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Find a photo on Facebook of you handing out some fish. We need that right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, later in the next episode, we do find out that people have good and relevant to the competition kind of employment, you know, with Russia. Do, yeah, Russia. Oh, God, Russia. Literally yeah. working for, like, you know, their space department, whatever we're calling it. Russia's, uh... Space Russia. I'm going to call it. <laughs> space Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Can't even articulate what his job was. Launch... A uh, project manager, something like yeah. that. Yeah, something really, something I can't do. It's yeah, essentially what it exactly. translated as to me. But then you cut to this episode. Uh, so Cobra Fishmonger. Obviously, it doesn't make much of a difference because Cobra is probably the most competitive bot of all the yeah. rest of the world team. Big I'd say time. probably by Big a time. mile. So Sabretooth, Fog of War, very quickly. No effect. No point of it. Yep. May as well just not even count that as part of the match. Yep. Both of these robots are incredibly well controlled. So there's a lot of dancing going on yeah. where sometimes it's hard to tell who's being the aggressor and who's retreating because they're, exactly. always, they're yeah. always trying something. They're all trying to swing at each other wildly. Yeah. Uh, Cobra pushes the Dial of Doom. We get Rogue House Robots. So Killer mm-hmm. comes out for a bit. That doesn't really amount to much either. Not too much. Big bash by Cobra onto Sabretooth. That's what a lot of this match consists of. Cobra yeah, it, ramming, goring. Exactly. Into- Gore is the right word. It's like bull strikes, isn't it? They they back up, turn around, and then they just charge and then repeat again and again and again. It's that blunt force trauma, and it's yeah. made for it. It's very, very, very good at it. It doesn't need to be a crusher. It doesn't need to have a crusher on it. Having just a... Instead of even a wedge, I just put a solid block on the front of that thing. Yeah, big time. Maybe with little spikes or something, just to do something. But I think just the blunt force trauma of this machine yeah. is what it's all about have a heavy weight on the front and just ram with it big time they push Sabretooth into the wall Sabretooth has to bust out the gyro dance it does have to bust out the gyro dance don't really know why I, th- I think that is their way of self-writing but they're but they're invertible. invertible so I'm not sure really do they work better on one side I think maybe say maybe they're having some drive issues maybe why only one wheel's working yeah I don't know they're just sort of gyro dancing at that point and you can hear um I think it's uh, Gabe of Team Sabretooth saying, yeah, but we've got style. I remember the oh, old style yeah, points. Yeah, style if points. Only, not anymore. No. <laughs> Imagine winning on style points. Well, just because you did the gyro dance halfway through a match. <laughs> it's a long old battle, mm-hmm. but Cobra is the clear victor. Pure. Winner via headbutt, as far as I can tell. Via pure aggression. Yeah. I mean, neither one of them really took major damage. Both were well controlled. Cobra was the aggressor, so... Judges go straight with Cobra. Easy two points. But it was a great fight. It was a great yeah. fight. Um, you get your money's worth with uh, with Cobra, clearly. Is this the only victory? For the rest of the world. No, no, it's not. It's one of two victories for the rest mm. of the world. But There you go. I mean, 
damn, you know, yeah. like shows how uh, unbalanced things are yeah. just a little bit. But Cobra, definitive victory, I'd say. Probably oh, the time. best victory rest of the world have for the whole the whole two episodes. Yeah, easily. And one of the best matches, actually. Actually competitive and interesting. Makes me miss um, having a good push bot in the competition. It really makes a difference. It'd be interesting to see what a Cobra in that form would be like against some of the top UK yeah, bots. Yeah, the watching world. them push each other against and all that blunt force trauma and stuff like that. I mean, Sabertooth are really proud of the fight. Yeah, it was a good fight. And they've been around the block, so... Yeah, it was a good, you know, good fight. Yeah. A fight worth having. Got something good out of this, uh, out of this special. We now get some uh, weight class talk, which is actually weight something... class talk with Sharky. Interesting. So he needs a theme team. <laughs> yeah, he does. He really does for a Shark Tank segment. <clears throat> this is the sort of thing I prefer seeing in the little filler segments rather than something vaguely sort of related to technology. Yeah. This yeah. is actually uh, related to robot combat. Here mm. are some lower weight classes that you can get into. Here's yeah. an ant weight. Look, there it is. There's a beetle weight and there's a feather weight just right there. There they are. Exactly. Here is how to get into robot fighting. Yeah. yeah. It even flips a pen. Yeah, exactly. Alex Noel from Nuts uh, flips a pen and then Noel smacks it around a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, and then they get a highlight reel of uh, cluster bots in action. Yeah. Good cluster bots, you know. I mean, there's the, you know, doing things like interrupting carbides movement and, uh, <laughs> the, when, um, a cluster bot went and pressed the button, which lowered the pit whilst Beamoth were sitting on it. Yeah. And they just, timing. they're just quite happily going about their business and suddenly they just the disappear into the floor. The floor drops and in them. They're just sort of in the booth going, what just happened? It's like a video game glitch, you know, where things just yeah. sink into the floor. All of a floor. sudden, just the sinking floor into nothingness. Oh, God. We get to hear, what's his name from Team Beamer? Um, Ant says, dang it. <laughs> dang it. Dang <laughs> it. <laughs> Such a, just literally perfectly summarizes watching your bot get sink down into the floor. But if they'd ran over the bot, it probably would have crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our next one-on-one, Terahertz versus Tomahawk. So we've got the axe versus the axe. They're really pushing the whole Tomahawk inspired by Terahertz. Yeah, kind of like a master versus pupil kind of dynamic thing going on. Yeah, Vader versus yeah. Obi-Wan. Yeah, that kind of feel. If Tomahawk would uh, come back stronger than Terahertz could possibly imagine. Then yeah, yeah I'm, but... I'm thinking more... <laughs> Episode three, Anakin versus Obi-Wan <laughs> probably more appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Are you trying to tell me Terra Hertz has the higher ground? It has the high ground, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. triple amputates poor Tomahawk <laughs> quite, uh, quite swiftly, unfortunately. Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, most of it's Terra Hertz chasing Tomahawk down. Um, the pit gets lowered. Uh, it's quite steady. It's a steady amputation by terahertz, basically. <laughs> it really is. Both miss most of the time, to be fair. It's actually when Matilda flips Tomahawk, the axe hits yeah. the ground and that and breaks apart. Breaks apart. And it turns out later that that's why terahertz didn't want to use it and yeah. kind of gave it away because it breaks. So they would sit in there backstage and they're like, oh, thanks so much for uh, giving us this axe. You know, this is going to be really interesting. You're going to be fighting your own axe. And Terahertz is sitting there going, <laughs> rubbing their ass, yeah. enjoy. It's an old axe that was too lightweight. The shaft had like holes in it to bump the, the weight down of it. Yeah. It obviously was basically wasn't hollow, strong. wasn't it? It was <laughs> never going to hold, was it? Uh, Terahertz then just push tomahawk into the pit quite easily it's not like there's any threat anymore ah, but the way they do it, it's really cool they push it right to the edge and then just go up to it one big axe shot boop it straight into the pit perfect they they perfectly timed it and positioned it yeah. because they could they had the time well tomahawk would do return the dead axe at least yep they hand it back they hand it back and say we don't want it anymore yeah. 
<laughs> Terra's like, nah. <laughs> like, great. I'll, uh, I guess I'll just. <laughs> he probably just went straight out the back door and chucked it in a skip. But <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. Not even that. Just, you know, when you hand something to someone, they just don't even grab it. They just let it fall. <laughs> just watch it fall to the floor. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> uh, so that's it. Uh, so it's eight two. Yeah, to the UK. Mm. Dear oh dear. Dear oh dear oh dear. But we've had the axe versus the axe. Now we've got the thwack versus the thwack. Yeah, Gabriel 2 versus Rabid, mate. Rabid, mate. We thwack fight. Thwack fight? <laughs> Can we call it that? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> A thwack off. <laughs> <laughs> Very carefully said. <laughs> Uh, I mean, this is a, this is a fight between two flak bots, and it looks exactly what you think a fight between two flak bots would look like. Well, there's one major problem with this as well, and that is Gabriel's far too large, and Rabid M8 is far too small. Yeah. So neither one really hit each other all that much. You know, like playground fights where it'd be just two people slapping the air in front of each other. <laughs> this, it just looks yeah. like that. <laughs> Dara um called this like the world floor hitting championship <laughs> or something. Like they just flail about wildly <laughs> hoping the other will run into it so when they even when they're right next to each other gabriel too just kind of walks over rabbit yeah. mate and none of them get no, nothing happens i mean gabriel end up losing um driving a wheel don't they or is that what it is so gabriel too seems to be the less well controlled rabbit m8 seems to be taking more care they spin on the spot a lot which is best they can really hope for gabriel too they get floor flipped i think once or twice um the dial of doom gets hit and uh shunt mm-hmm. manages to corner gabriel 2 and get some bashes in yep. i think that's around the time gabriel 2 seems to lose driving one wheel do you notice when gabriel 2 um dies in the end mm. like whilst the countdown time is going but do you notice how gabriel 2 dies how you know how like a spider goes on its back and all its legs go up yeah gabriel 2 oh. when it dies it immediately reverts to its default position which where is the axe facing directly upwards yes. the yeah. wheel stopped and the axe faced directly upwards and it just stopped exactly Weird, like that it? so it's balanced naturally balanced so that the axe is facing upwards yeah it kind of like naturally puts itself yeah there that oh, was so spooky, isn't it? It was kind of weird. It had a real creepy, yeah. like, it just stops and it's dead now. And that's it. Weird. I suppose it was a close fight. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you can call it a fight. Yeah, it was a pretty odd one. Yeah. I think in the end, I guess Rabbit won the judge's decision by a... I mean, they were more aggressive and their control was better, I suppose, than Gabriel 2. Yeah. Gabriel 2 was the ones that ended up being hit by Shunt and on the floor flipper, so... Exactly. And missing more, I guess. It's the right decision. Rabid mate win. Big win for a, a stock robot against oh, Gabriel Oh, yeah, 2. especially against Gabriel 2. We're talking about the machine that gave Carbide a run for their money. A solid victory. Rabid mate probably wouldn't have done very well against Carbide. Let's put it that way. Exactly. So that's UK 8, rest of the world 4. This is the best the rest of the world perform mm-hmm. entirely. So yeah. that's it. That's their only two victories we've just seen. And it's still a competition because... The final match is worth five points. I know, insane. Did, did they establish this beforehand, or is this something they've just come up with? It comes out of the blue, doesn't it? Yeah, they're just like, oh, well, the last match worth five points, so the rest oh, of the world can it? still win. Is it? Is it? Or is it just because then that makes it still a competition? <laughs> it's kind of like, um, what is it, Quidditch in Harry Potter, where there's no point for the whole game going on, because when you catch the golden snitch, the game ends and you get 150 points. Oh, what's the point in... And scoring, then. I think, is something like 10 points. Christ. So what's the point? If the game ends and you get 150, so basically, <laughs> you're just waiting for the person to, to just win the game for you. Well, I mean, JK Rowling's not a sports 
<laughs> sports writer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> to are say you, the least. But, but you get the idea. There's just yeah. this one big thing at the end where that's all the points are. So it doesn't and really all the matter. points are in that, yeah. You know, Quidditch is actually like played as a sport now. Certain areas around the country. What do they do? Like release a dragonfly? And you have to oh, I don't that. know. I, there must be some way they've converted it so that... I know that they do all have to ride around on a broomstick. by running about on broomsticks, yeah. I have a feeling it's not going to be televised anytime soon. Nah. Nah, I don't think it will be. <laughs> nah. Unlike our robot fighting. <laughs> yeah, robot fighting. <laughs> Take <mate>. that, Harry Potter. <laughs> You've got no robot fights, mate. <laughs> Okay, so it comes to the final of the match and the deciding match. It's Apollo and Deotor. Immediately set themselves on fire to make themselves a flaming robot. Yeah. This is an interesting way to get past the uh, you can't have fire on your robot rule. Cover yourself and take flammable and drive onto the flame pit. Arguably by accident, you know, as far as anyone's concerned or any rule book wants to read into it. I mean, it. if you were like wedge shaped and you were on fire and mm-hmm. something rides up you, you are effectively a flame pit. Exactly. Them. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Look at that. All the other bots are now having to keep that in mind. It's yeah. a very nice spectacle. It doesn't help against Apollo though. Oh, it looks amazing in like ultra slow mode though, as uh, Apollo flips the Ator into the air and they just become a flaming ball of fire, gracefully gliding around. The flips are crazy. The amount mm. of rotations Deator gets in the air every yeah. time. Eventually, Deator was just stuck on the wall. There was no offence by Deator at all. No, they were fighting former champ, you know. It wasn't it even a stock, fair. <laughs> a stock robot of a team that haven't competed in Robot Wars for a number of years versus champ from a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. one of the most powerful flippers ever. Exactly. So, yeah, might have been slightly on the unfair side, but that's what no. we can do. Deator look like they're a burger that's been left on the barbecue for too long yeah. by the end of it. You know, there's just this black corpsey mess on the floor. Apollo. It's the real fight starts now. Exactly. So then Apollo decides it's time to try and flip Sir K. Yep. This is our final bout of the evening. Apollo <laughs> versus the house robots. It's what we all wanted to see. Two very, very close flips near, oh yeah definitely they circular lot yeah they they figure out maybe the best way is straight head on yeah if they can get underneath enough and then flip and then keep yeah. driving forward to keep exactly going just try and so close twice one side might slightly outweigh the other as well yeah exactly because there's different weapons on different sides stuff like that it's difficult really and if one if the track is going as well on one side that might start to yeah, Help maybe it like disbalance over. it, maybe like get some rhythm going on the wrong side, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, wrong way and stop yeah. tipping it over. Yeah, couldn't have been any closer. So Killalot has survived. It's still the only house robot. Yeah, not flipped by Apollo. Needless to say, Apollo win with absolute ease when they can comfortably go for Sir Killalot for a while. Exactly. Yeah, still be functioning. UK win presented with their trophy. Was there any other way this was going to go? Nope, that was it inevitable you could see exactly what was going to happen the moment you saw the teams yep it wasn't even fair wasn't even close the only way this was going to be competitive is if they brought in uh battle bots you can't just get stock bots or just any random bot off the street and expect it to be able to keep up with like robot wars champions you know it's you know never gonna happen the battle bots versus robot wars thing is a dream kind of scenario mm-hmm. but it's also an expensive one at some point someone has to pay for these robots to be flown over to different countries to yeah. different countries and like you say there's a lot of legal 
red tape around it. We need, you know, either the rights to run out on BattleBots. But essentially what we're waiting on, we're waiting on uh, the exclusivity to, to expire. But is it, it have to expire eventually, Only I on imagine. the BattleBots side, or, you know... Oh, Robot Wars have it as well? Robot Wars, yeah. like, if you're in Robot Wars, you can't be on BattleBots. Damn. As far as I'm aware, again, I don't know how long it lasts, what the fine details are. Obviously, mm. you can't know unless you have a contract in front of you and can read through it. Exactly. I imagine they're very thick and full of legal jargon that would make very little sense to a lot of people they anyway. probably include such details as you are not allowed to reproduce and display this agreement. So yeah, exactly. we're probably never going to see one anyway. But yeah. yeah, it's difficult. I mean, even would they be allowed to enter themselves with one of their other Bots, maybe? Yes, I mean you that's know? what that's what terahertz do with beta. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. That's exactly what they do. Yeah, you can obviously you can be the same team and enter another bot. You just can't use your to, primary I think, bot. Yeah, I think it would have to it has to be at least fairly distinctly another bot. I'm mm. guessing there are terms in the contract to make sure you don't just give Tombstone a different name. And paint it a different colour. Uh, yeah, and send exactly. It out yeah. There. So you can't just use the exact same Or bot. just take the design of tombstone reproduce it <laughs> technically it's a different bot <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> but then you still look at carbide they used cobalt in battle bots and that's pretty similar to yeah. carbide well maybe the, the maybe the bbc's um well which would they have entered first because i was about to say maybe the bbc's agreements are a bit more loosey goosey as opposed yeah, to you maybe know. they are i don't know yeah don't, again don't know maybe they're they like just don't use carbide just all right <laughs> not, not carbide that's ours that's our thing you know again well, how about carbide <laughs> carbide with just an accent over the e yeah, yeah. carbidae Carb-day. <laughs> i mean it's, it's annoying and it's frustrating because it's not like they're in competition with each other the same people watching BattleBots, likely the same people watching robot wars and vice versa and the people that are only watching one casually we're never going to go over to the other side anyway. Yeah, because they're, so, they're watching it as part of their nation, not exactly. as part of their... The yeah. only thing you can do is give yourself exposure. One of those little things. It might be it might be a default th- thing for the network, so it might be a more of a network thing than a Battle Balls... Ro- Battle Balls? <laughs> Battle Balls versus Robobigs. Robobigs. I'd watch that show. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's probably going to be... Because it's Battle Balls on ABC? Is it ABC... Uh, whatever network Battle Boss yeah. is on, it's probably to do with their contract. It's probably to do with the BBC contract as opposed to just Robot Wars and Battle Bots contracts themselves. I guess. At the end of the day, it's business. That's the problem. <laughs> business getting in the way of fun. The usual. The usual. But it was still an entertaining episode. It was a fun episode. It wasn't a competitive episode. But it was fun. Yeah, it was never going to be what season 10 was. It didn't settle any fantasy bookings or anything, did it? There, I mean, there's no fantasy fight here at all, other than having Deator face modern robots. But it's not Deator. It's, what did I say? What, which one was it? I think it was Kadena Machina from last yeah, year. Yeah. So it wasn't even actually Deator in the no. end. It, it just had a nice nostalgic feel to hit. Exactly. By having something that looked like Deator with the team behind Deator there as well. Yeah. And it's difficult to source from the rest of the world because, I mean, we know that Robot Wars is popular here. America have BattleBots. Are there so like successful programs? Russia and China, it's building up there. Yeah, but it is for both of them. It's still pretty new. So there, I mean, you can see next episode with Weber. There are teething problems Mm. because these guys are in the stage we were at. 10 15 years ago not maybe not in terms of technology but in terms of experience knowing what to build 
Yeah. Knowing what's going to work. That's where they're at now. And their rules are probably going to be different. Build rules are going to be different compared to what arenas they have and stuff like that. Exactly. Even down to driving from like an overhead booth. You know, it could all be a factor, couldn't it? Yeah. It's all very, it's all different. And even then, that's China, Russia, UK, US. Yeah. That's four countries. And it seems like europe seems to have its own little scene going on as well exactly because you know we've got portugal and the netherlands all getting involved but they're not going to have a big scene a competitive scene not in the same way that uk and america do well there we go that was our first of the international special world series uk versus rest of world in limited fashion oh big it's basically time. watching the uk beat up foreigners it's like just a british bulldog versus a, a portugal guinea pig i guess it's, you it's know it's like, it's not fair fight <laughs> it's, it's international fair... in name but it's not an international competition so to speak not much of a contest no, no no but it was great and it was entertaining and it is robot wars on tv and that's the important thing right now yeah it wasn't dreadful by no. any means it wasn't dreadful hell no what would you give the episode though well as a robot wars episode um yeah probably i think that's going to be a three out of five i didn't hate it mm. and there were still plenty of like moments and stuff yeah, I'm going with 2.5. I was going straight down the middle. It was an episode of Robot Wars. It was. It was fun to watch. It was good. It's a shame it had to follow season 10. Yeah, big time. <laughs> the expectations for certain people who were like, you know, casual viewing would have been probably pretty high. If they'd have just watched like the finale of season 10. And we're like, oh my God, it's like this every week. Brilliant. <laughs> and then you come into this. Then you can see where disappointment's going to It'd be hit. like emigrating to America during the Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> and then being like this yes <laughs> every day <laughs> like no not every day <laughs> not even close then <laughs> buying one of the houses like one of the cheap houses in detroit and wondering why it's not the same <laughs> it's not as exciting every day yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so we still have another episode to review which we will do in the next episode that was a fun to, one yeah it was a fun one i have to remember how to sign off now because it's been a while um you can tweet us at podcast activate because someone else already has at activate podcast and we aren't bitter about that at all you can email us at activate pod no not at activate podcast that's not an email address ben it's activate podcast at gmail.com email that and we'll read it have you been checking the emails i'm about to I I don't even remember what the password is, so I, I can't read anything. <laughs>